This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3740, for Friday, the 2nd of December, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Batch File Variables, Nested Batch Files. It is part of the series DOS. It is hosted by Aoka and is about 12 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, more on DOS. This time it is using variables in batch files and nesting batch files. Hello, this is Ahuka welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our DOS series. Um, we are now coming to the end of our discussion of batch files, and we're also coming to the end of this little series on DOS. Um, you know, I, I wrote these 25, 30 years ago, um, and DOS was used a lot more then, but I, I hope that's still of some use. The feedback I've been getting is that a lot of people are enjoying these particular episodes. Uh, but, you know, everything has to come to an end at some point. So, what I want to talk about today uh, in completing our batch file uh, look is two things. First of all, our using variables in batch files and uh, nested batch files. So let's start with the variables. Um, in, in DOS batch files, you can create and use variables. Now, the variables are signified by the use of the percentage symbol followed by a number. Uh, for instance, here is a batch file, which I will call test.bat. First line is at sign, echo, space, off. Second line is dir, space, percent, number one. Well, that's a very simple batch file, but here's how you can use it. At the command prompt, type, and now I'm going to assume on all of this you're working in your DOS temp temporary directory and use that as your working directory. So at the prompt, uh, type test.bat space c colon backslash. So if you've done this correctly, you should see a complete directory listing of the root directory of c colon, which is generally your hard drive. What the batch file is doing is taking the command dir and applying it to whatever directory you specify. Now, if you neglect to specify a directory, you'll get a listing of the current working directory. Uh, and again, I'm assuming right now that the current working directory is c colon backslash dos temp backslash. Uh, so you would get a listing of that, just as if you had issued a, a dir command there without specifying the target directory. If you specify a directory on the command line, that directory is variable number one, or percent one, as it is signified. Now suppose you had issued the command um, at the prompt test.bat space c colon backslash space c colon backslash windows backslash now if you try this you'll see that you will still get the listing of the root directory of c but that's all after all your batch file is only looking for one variable 
And besides, the DIR command can only take one directory. Also, you don't need to specify the extension of the batch file. I've been doing it as test.bat in all of these examples uh, when you're typing the command. Um, you don't really need to do that unless you're unlucky enough to have picked a name for the batch file that matches one of the DOS external commands or something similar. Um, when DOS executes commands, it goes in a specified order. First, it looks for DOS key macros, then internal commands, then external commands with the .com extension. Uh, so we had .com before there was .com. Uh, external commands with the .exe extension, and then finally batch files. So as long as you've never created a DOS key macro called test, you're safe just using the file name test by itself since there is no DOS command, internal or external, called test. Anyway, back to the story here. Let's Let's rewrite our test.bat file to use a command that takes two arguments so we can see how this works. So first we'll create a simple text file called test1.txt using the edit application. Just, you know, just for practice doing it. Put a sentence of some kind inside. For instance, now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their party and save that file in your DOS temp working directory. Then use edit to change your test.bat file. Alright, so now you've got test1.txt that has the sentence in it. Now we're going to modify the batch file test.bat. Now it's going to say at echo space off on the first line then copy space percent one space percent two. That'll be your second line. And a third line, DIR. Save it. And then execute the command. Test space test1.txt space test2.txt. Now, if you've done this correctly, you should see a directory listing of your DOS temp work, working directory, and you should see three files listed, your test.bat batch file, your test1.txt text file, and a copy of that text file called test2.txt, which was created by your batch file. Now, let's take a look at nested batch files. Um, and what I mean by nested is that one batch file can be called and run inside of another batch file. So, let's examine how this works. We'll begin with a simple pair of batch files, which we'll create in our DOS temp working directory. The first file, which we will call nbatch1.bat, will be as follows. First line, 
at sign echo space off. Second line, echo space A space 1. Third line, call space n batch 2 dot bat. Fourth line, echo and space A space 3 exclamation mark space game space over exclamation mark. Now the second batch file, and you've already guessed that's going to be called nbatch2.bat because we had just put a call statement in the other one. So nbatch2 will have the following contents. First line, at sign echo space off. Second line, echo space and space a space 2. So create both of those using the edit program and save them in your DOSTemp working directory. Now, if you then run nbatch1.bat, you'll see something like this. Okay? At the prompt, you'll type nbatch1.bat, hit enter, and you will see on the next line a space 1, and then the line under it, and space A space 2, and then a line under that, and space A space 3, exclamation mark, space game space over, exclamation mark, and then your prompt. So running it is going to print out a 1 and a 2 and a 3, game over. So what happens here is that the nbatch1 bat file first printed on the screen via the echo command the phrase a1. And then it called the batch file nbatch2.bat, which in turn echoed to the screen the phrase and a2, and then terminated and returned control to nbatch1, which then echoed the final phrase, well, phrases really, and a3, game over and terminated in turn, leaving you back at the prompt. The command call is used in the first batch file to call the second batch file. Now, you might wonder why this is needed, since you never need to use it for any other command, and batch files are just a collection of commands. Well, if nbatch2.bat was the last thing listed in the first batch file, nbatch1, you could probably get away with without using the call command. But to see what difference it makes, edit your nbatch1.bat file and remove the call part so that your file now reads echo space a space 1, next line, nbatch2.bat, third line, echo space and space a space three exclamation mark space game space over exclamation mark. So save this edited version and now run nbatch1. What do you get? A one and a two. Aha! Uh -huh. 
The second batch file terminated after it had finished running, but it did not return to the first batch file to let it finish running. Using the call command assures that control will always be passed back to the original batch file. So you should always make it a practice to use the call command whenever you are nesting batch files, even if you're sometimes chaining one file after the other. This is comes under the heading of what we might call a best practice. And so with that, this is a hookah for Hacker Public Radio winding up our look at DOS um, and encouraging everyone, as always, to support free software. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.